Good evening, brothers and sisters. Uh, according to my uh, GPS set clock, it's now seven o'clock. Uh, you have joined uh, our Wednesday evening new uh, new class series on Ecclesiastes, brought by Jeff Watson. And uh, I am absolutely not Jeff, but I'm here for a little introduction. Because one of the things that we found is, you know, well, we, we knew, we didn't find, is missing from uh, our Bible studies is the whole interactive part. So we wanted to try, Jeff, Jeff had a great suggestion, wanted to try to get a little more interactive with our Zoom Bible class. So uh, we're going to try that in this class. And how could that work? Well, uh, so first thing is thanks to everybody who does uh, currently chat in the in the chat window. That's that's great. Uh, we really enjoy that. It's super edifying to see. Um, so we want to encourage people to keep doing that. But we also want to hear from people as well. So uh, initially, uh, our plan is to um, request uh, volunteers who could you know potentially offer an opening or closing prayer um, or read scriptures and the text that. Uh, to read will be on the slides. So, um, you know, that just eliminates that flipping around a little bit. Um, and give, depending on how that goes, how we worked this out between behind the scenes with, uh, with Jeff kind of moderating it and uh, the IT guys pulling some strings behind the scenes. Uh, if that all works out, we're hoping to, you know, actually progress to adding, uh, adding, uh, asking and answering questions. So anyways, it's a great idea from Jeff. Big thank you for him. So we, we would, we're hoping to do that with this class. Um, cool, how? Um, so first prerequisite is uh, understanding the Zoom controls, which most everybody knows how to use the, uh, uh, the chat. Um, we, we've, we've been quite familiar with uh, that little, with uh, this little button here on our, um, on our uh, PC or iOS, or I'm, I don't have Android right now, so something like that. But um, so you, if you're not familiar, you just wiggle your mouse in your Zoom screen on a PC and the little decorator controls will come up down here. And on a mobile device, you just tap the Zoom screen and it goes from the full screen to having the little decorators on there. So, um, Okay, how you turn that off? Uh, so once uh, once you do that, uh, cool. How would I actually volunteer for a speaking role to to speak or to read a passage? So we're going to use the um, the raise hand button, uh, which I've highlighted here. So if you uh, are so inclined to volunteer, click that button, and then uh, what will happen is the moderator who's Jeff running this class will um, decide who he wants to call on. He will call on you. Uh, at that point in time, somebody behind the scenes will actually click some magic buttons and you will see on your end as the person who wants to volunteer something that looks like this. It'll say the host would like to unmute you and you just, if you're still agreeing to participate, you click that button and uh, then you are absolutely ready to, to go and you just start doing what you volunteered to do. Um, thing we'd like to call attention to is to please, please try to pay attention to the background noise because literally if your ears can hear it, we will all definitely hear it. 
and um, we we get a little bit we, we filter out noise way better than the filtering happens on a VTC. So you might not even know it because you're just kind of filtering it out in your head, but we'll all hear it. So with the only caveat of watch out for background noise, we certainly um, invite people to click the raise hand button and then if you see the unmute thing pop up and uh, that's your prompt to speak. So you just go ahead and do the thing that you do. And as soon as you're done with, uh, with what you said, um, we will click some buttons to return you to the status you were beforehand. And if there's any follow-up that, that's needed, um, we'll, just repeat the, we'll just repeat the process. You gotta ask, do the raise hand again and go. Um, the kind of the final thoughts with this are is we wanna, uh, we're gonna pre, ask for a little bit of pre-forgiveness because we are trying to, um, we, we are trying to work this out, um, but we think it's gonna work. Uh, so give us a little, uh, a little leeway, please. Um, okay, and so in Jeff's slides, they're going to be formatted something like this. So it'll be like prayer for study and then raise your hand to volunteer, or uh, here's a scripture reading and the book chapter verse and the text will be on the screen. So um, at those points in time, or if audio prompted by Jeff, uh, do raise your hand and, and let's give it a go. And over to Jeff. Thank you for that, Chris. I'm just trying to get set up here. Good evening and welcome to Laurel Church of Christ Wednesday evening service. My name is Jeff Watson and we'll be studying the book of Ecclesiastes this fall. I'd ask that you consider the following two scriptures as we begin our study this evening. First Corinthians 10, 11. Now these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction, upon whom the end of ages have come. Also, 2 Timothy 2.15. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. Okay, I would now like to see if somebody would like to lead an opening prayer for the class. Uh, please raise your hand to volunteer to offer a prayer. Okay, uh, why don't we go with Farron uh, for the opening prayer, please.
Hopefully you can hear me. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this time that we can uh, come together and study your word. Father, help us to uh, learn the things that you would have us to from Ecclesiastes and be with Jeff and with uh, the studies that he's done. Uh, Father, help him to uh, be able to use this uh, format effectively that we might be able to understand what it is he would have us to understand and we might uh, better understand your word. Father, we thank you for the many blessings that you continually provide. We thank you for being our God. We thank you for loving us. Father, we thank you for your word that gives us instruction. Father, help it to be a light to our feet that we might do what it says and so be blessed. And it's through your son, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Thank you, Farron. I'm now going to ask you a few questions. Uh, feel free to respond in the chat if you wish. Have you heard the phrase, God works in mysterious ways? Do you often use that phrase yourself? We see a number of yeses scrolling by and a no. Okay, that's great. So, why me? Why now? As I grow older, I notice more and more of what some would call coincidences, but I'm steadily reaching the conclusion that maybe not all appears to be coincidence actually is. Here's my example. On June 8th of this year, which happened to be my 29th wedding anniversary, I was in my sunroom reading when I received an email from Ricky Cook, which was the first time I can recall receiving an email from Ricky directly to me. In this email, he asked essentially, How'd you like to teach Ecclesiastes on Wednesdays this fall quarter? Well, just a few minutes prior to receiving this email, I had canceled our travel plans for the fall. We had planned on going to Yellowstone and the Tetons in September and Boston in October. And also, what was I reading at the moment I received the email from Ricky? I was actually reading Ecclesiastes. I decided that maybe God was calling me to do a particular thing and later found these verses amongst many to remind me of his providence. Proverbs 19.21, many plans are in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord will stand. And Philippians 2:13. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And if things don't work out, blame Ricky. Okay, let's get into Ecclesiastes. 1 1. The words of the preacher, the son of David king in Jerusalem. 
here's a rough outline of what I plan in covering in the class. We're going to spend the first week or two talking about the author, the preacher, the son of David, king of Jerusalem. We then we'll take another week or two to look at his other writings, and this is more than just Proverbs. And then we'll spend the bulk of our time actually in Ecclesiastes. Each class, we will have a review of what we've covered to date. As this is the first week, we haven't covered very much yet, except we're going to experiment with this sort of audience participation in this class. And hopefully it'll be a positive. Okay, first, let's have some word association. I say Solomon, you think. So the question is for you, what one or two words come to your mind when you think of Solomon? We'll take 20 seconds to permit you time to respond in the chat area. Okay, so I saw a bunch of things come by. Uh, a little too fast for me to keep up with, but I see lots of wisdom. I see uh, rich. You all can see them for yourselves. Uh, let's see what I came up with, my five. Obviously wisdom, I would think almost that would come to mind to everybody. Riches, of course, and of course, a few of you number name that. I don't know if anybody responded that he built a temple or that a temple associated with him. A number of you did get the wives and you even added the too many, I will say also uh, too foreign. But one thing I think about Solomon is wasted potential. And uh, that's something we'll get into as we study Solomon and his writings. Okay, let's, what do we know about Solomon? He is only mentioned a couple times in the New Testament, including the following verses we're about to read. He is an ancestor of Jesus. So I would like somebody to volunteer to perform this reading uh, once I have called you out, don't worry. Don't rush to your Bible and try to find Matthew. I will put the verses up on the screen. So looking for a volunteer to read, please raise your hand. Okay, we'll go with the first, uh, Tam and Huckabee. Uh, the record of the genealogy of Jesus, 
Jesse was the father of David the king. David was the father of Solomon by Bathsheba, who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam. Thank you for that. I was so excited I forgot to put the verse up for you. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, another one is where we have uh, Solomon and compared with the lilies. So again, I'm looking for another volunteer to read by raising your hand. Okay, let's go with B. Robbins. Luke 26, uh, I'm sorry, Luke 6, 27, or Matthew 6, 29. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. But I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his glory clothed himself in one of, like one of these. Thank you very much, and we'll soon be getting to what it means by Solomon and all his glory. But to keep in mind that the lilies are considered even more impressive. There is much written about and by Solomon in the Old Testament, and that is where we'll spend the remainder of this evening. Solomon in the Old Testament. 1 Kings 1 through 11 and 2 Chronicles 1 through 10 provide an account of Solomon's life. And I believe Ricky has volunteered to read all 21 chapters. Oh, no, wait a minute. Sorry about that, Ricky. No, we're not going to read all 21 chapters, but we will read some passages to provide an overview. First, let's go to Solomon's birth. I'm looking for a volunteer. For Second Samuel five twenty four through twenty five, and if nobody raises their hand, uh, one of the uh, hosts is going to have to do this. Uh, let's go with Tunisia. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba and went into and went into her and lay with her. And she gave birth to a son, and he named him Solomon. Now the Lord loved him and sent word through Nathan the prophet, and he named him Jedidiah for the Lord's sake. Thank you very much. As a little bonus over in the chat area, if people want to tell me what Jedidiah means, go right ahead. While you're doing that or not doing that, we get to where Solomon was made king. Solomon had to deal with a crisis before he became king. As an older brother, Adonijah attempted to take control of the throne. Nathan the prophet and David's wife Bathsheba informed David of the situation, and he then made it clear that Solomon would be his successor. We'll read about that right now. 
So looking for a volunteer to read this passage. Yep, beloved, beloved of the Lord. Okay, I'm going to ask one of the hosts to do the reading as I have received no volunteers. First Kings one thirty-two to thirty-five. King David yep. said, Call in Zadok. The, the priest, Nathan, the prophet, and Benaniah, son of Jehodoa. Oh, apologize for the pronunciation there. When they came before the king, he said to them, Take your Lord's servants with you and have Solomon, my son, mount my own mule and take him down to Gion. There have Zadok, the priest, and Nathan, the prophet, anoint him king over Israel. Blow the trumpet and sound and shout, long live King Solomon. Then you are to go up with him and he is to come and sit on my throne and reign in my place. I have appointed him ruler over Israel and Judah. Thank you, host. And uh, you can tell we have a very experienced Church of Christ audience because when it comes to reading proper names, I know I personally avoid that like the plague. And uh, hopefully that will have too many more verses like that. So Solomon actually spared his brother. But he made it very clear that any further rebellion would lead to his death. Okay, I'm going to be looking for another volunteer to read this passage from First uh, Kings, the second chapter. Okay, uh, Brent Smith, you're up. As David, I'm to die, drew near, he charged Solomon his son, saying, I am going the way of all the earth be strong therefore and show yourself a man keep the charge of the lord your god to walk in his ways to keep his statutes his commandments his ordinances and his testimonies according to what is written in the law of moses that you may succeed in all you do and wherever you turn so that the lord may carry out his promise which he spoke concerning me saying if your sons are careful of their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. Thank you very much. Uh, in addition to this, David made other requests of Solomon regarding both those who had betrayed or assisted David. And Solomon fulfilled his father's request. Uh, Solomon also had to deal with that treacherous brother who made in another attempt at the throne.
there is a lot of information in chapter three of first kings that is very key to the development of solomon so we'll be reading several passages out of this chapter so looking for a volunteer Okay, uh, we'll go with the boys. You're up. Thank you. First Kings 3.1. Then Solomon formed a marriage alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her to the city of David until he had finished building his own house and the house of the Lord and the wall around Jerusalem. Thank you very much. I remember when I first read this, you know what I thought of? I thought of Tina Turner. She probably would have asked, what has love got to do with this? But after Solomon fulfilled David's final request, he next married a non-Jewish woman, a harbinger of things to come. As some of my teachers used to do when they were presenting a lesson, They'd have a habit to emphasize key points for future consideration. Solomon's first marriage to a non-Jew certainly is a point to remember in the formation of Solomon's character. Looking for a volunteer to read one verse? Okay, we'll go with Carrie Clark. People were still sacrificing on the high places because there was no house built for the name of the Lord until those days. Thank you very much. much. A study about the high places and worship that took place there is not a topic for this class. And uh, no, Ricky, I'm not volunteering to do one in the future. But the main points to take away are one, The temple didn't exist yet, and two, high place worship was still happening. Looking for yet another volunteer, working everybody. We have 53 attendees, so not enough for everybody, but enough for plenty. Okay, let's go with uh, the Harveys, VNR Harvey, you're up. Now Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of his father David, except he sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. The king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. For that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night and said, and God said, ask what you wish me to give you. 
Thank you very much for doing that, Vaughn. Um, here we see Solomon is compared favorably, favorably to his father, which uh, I think is fantastic to be compared to David. But there is one exception, the worshiping at the high places. Uh, this is another point you want to keep in mind, uh, worshiping at the high places uh, for the future. Regardless, God responded to Solomon's entreaties. Okay, so now, what would you have asked for? Solomon was estimated to be about 20 years old when he became king. I guess I'm dating myself here. I turned 20 in 1982. Can you identify, respond in chat if you would like, these hot ticket items from that area that a man-child of 20 might have requested? I'll give you a few seconds for each one. Don't feel bad if you didn't get it. Don't feel bad at all. Just go ahead and put it in the chat. Okay. We got the Atari. This is an Atari 5200. Next item. Hot ticket item, 1982. I imagine Kevin Caldwell probably had one of these because he seems to identify it immediately. I never did have one. Okay, anybody know what this is? Did you own one, and if so, would you admit to owning one? Yep, sorry for the people born in 82. Okay, this is a Dodge, and I've been told it was called a Rampage. And finally, the fourth item. How about that one? Well, a few people see it, a few people don't. Um, yeah, it's a Sony, it's not a walk man, it is a watch man. So I guess a little TV you could take with you. Now, let's see what actually Solomon requested. So looking for a volunteer to read this. Uh, Jerry Young, if you would like to read this, feel free. Then Solomon said, you have shown great love and kindness to your servant David, my father, according as he walked before you in truth and righteousness and uprightness of the heart of heart toward you. And you have reserved for him this great loving kindness that you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, yet I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. 
your servant is in the midst of your people that you have chosen, a great people who are too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern be between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Thank you very much, Jerry. Um, I would dare say that even at age 20, Solomon is already showing uh, some pretty good wisdom here by asking for such a thing. So now let's see how God responded. Looking for a volunteer. Okay, uh, go ahead, Sharon. It was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked for this thing. God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself discernment and understanding under, to understand justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart so that there has been no one like you before, nor shall one like you arise after you. Thank you much, very much, Baron. And then God continues looking for another volunteer to read this. Okay, uh, you're up, uh, Tam Huckabee. I've also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so there will be not be any among you, the kings like you for all your days. If you walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and commandments as your father David walked, then I'll prolong your days. Again, thank you very much for reading that for me. So to review what we just read, we have Solomon's request and God's promises of a wise and discerning heart, of riches and honor, and prolonging his days. Each of these promises have a significant impact upon Solomon's future. So, I want to ask a question. What differs between the three promises? I'm going to put them up there again. Okay. And I'm going to give you a few seconds to respond in chat. So, what is different about these three promises?
Okay, thank you. I saw a few responses, and I think they'll match what I have up on the slides. We have uh, caveats. Given more than what he was asked for. One was sort of for present, the others were for future. Yeah, things like that. The wise and discerning heart was greatly amplified. Solomon asked it so he could judge these people. God took it a step further. He said, like none before nor after is what your wisdom will be like. The other two we'll call uh, bonus uh, blessings. And he got them because his initial request pleased the Lord. Not only was he given riches and honor, he was giving them greater than any of his peers. And as a few of you mentioned, he could have prolonged days, but this was conditional. It was based upon if you walk in my ways. Um, I would like to thank everybody for attending class tonight and for uh, raising your hands and doing the reading and responding in the chat. Uh, but that is the conclusion of the class tonight. Uh, next week, we'll start with a test for Solomon's God-provided discernment. So I would like to ask somebody to volunteer to do the closing prayer. Okay, Du Bois, thank you. Go ahead. Did the host permit Du Bois to do the closing prayer? Because I did not hear it. He's he's a little bit stuck. I don't I don't know why it's some problem. It's oh, not I'm sorry. Problem. Are we on now? There you are. There you okay, are. Okay, sorry. Sorry about that, guys. I, I did click it. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for bringing us together tonight to study your word. We thank you for the men that are behind the scenes to make this new technology possible for us to interact more. We ask a special blessing upon Jeff as he leads our study. Father, we ask that as we bring your word into our hearts and minds, that you would bless us, bless us in our readings, and help us to grow in Jesus. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good evening. 
Um, our first song for tonight will be number 15 in Songs of Faith and Praise, Step by Step. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn to walk in your ways, and step by step you'll lead me, and I will follow you all of my days. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn to walk in your ways. And step by step you'll lead me, and I will follow you all of my days. And I will follow you all of my days. And I will follow you all of my days. And step by step you'll lead me. And I will follow you all of my days. Song after the devotional will be number 396, No Not One. Good evening, everyone. It's certainly good to be with you this evening. I really wanna congratulate Jeff and all of our techies in the background for the uh, service this evening. It was truly, it was great for the first time out. And thank you everyone for putting in that effort. For the next few minutes, we're going to look at a passage that most of us are familiar with. That passage is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 12. The New International reads, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I'd like us to focus on one of those verses in particular. That's verse number 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. You know, the year 2020 is gonna go down in history as one of those that had everyone out of step, out of kilter, and really trying to figure out what was going on within their lives. You know, and the challenges that all of us are, are facing and have faced um, 
they were just really, if you look back a year or so ago, just a few months ago, these challenges were unimaginable. But during the course of this year, I think that everyone has seen some change in some way. You know, your personality, your, your feeling, it's, it's just a little bit off. And so you're not quite settled. You know, we've had some good times and we've had some not so good times this year. For some reason, personally, I found it hard uh, to call some of the people that I really care about and that I deal with all the time, have known for my entire life, some members of our congregation. And I'm not sure what the world is standing there blocking me. But sometimes I know I'll, I'll think about it, then I say, okay, I'll, I'll call them shortly. I'll put it off. I'll remember it when it's too late, call the next day. And somehow it never, it never happens. And, you know, I just want you to think about how you have changed either subtly or to some great measure during this year. Some of this behavior that, that I have experienced, you know, I haven't given myself the opportunity to follow verse 10, and that's to be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Sometimes we're struggling from day to day trying to go forward. We're moving. We're producing something. But we're not allowing ourselves to remain grounded in the Lord's power. We get overloaded with the noise of politics, of hate, lying, deceit, everything that goes on in the various media formats. And you're left really confused from time to time. It's very important as God's child that we know when we're confused, when we're out of sorts, want to kick the dog, that our strength comes from God. Think about it. Our lives and our emotions are pulled in every direction every day. We get run down. But sometime before we get to that lowest point, we acknowledge, Lord, I need your strength to lean on and to rely on. It's impossible for us to straighten out the world with our strength. Our strength is inadequate. It's really impossible for us to successfully navigate day by day without the Lord's strength. There's nothing wrong with being confident. I have a lot of respect for people that are, you know, very confident and have a strong sense of self. And life really demands you to be strong and to be resilient. But as Christians, we have to keep in mind that we are the called out, that we are God's children. And it takes more to live than just being strong. It takes Christ in our lives. It takes the salvation and the blessings and the spirit that has been put within us for us to survive. 
God knows what we need. And he knows when, when we are really at the end of that little rope and that patience has not just grown thin, but that patience has gone out. He knows that he's going to provide us with a way if we will just ask him, if we will use his strength, if we will use his power. Many people have been sick this year. Many have died. They've died from the COVID-19 virus and they've died from many different ailments and accidents. Right now, we're probably more sensitive to those kinds of statistics than we ever have been. But I'm wondering if we're not clinging to God's power, are we sensitive enough to help our fellow man? Are we sensitive enough to perceive neglect? Are we sensitive enough to perceive a need from our fellow man? God has a plan for each and every one of us. He's filled us with his spirit. He's provided his son who's provided us with salvation. We belong to God. And if we will always remember who we belong to, we will have the power and the benefit of his spirit to proceed. And I'd like each and every one of us to, to keep that in mind this week. And if I haven't called you for two months, forgive me. Call me. If you haven't talked to a friend or a fellow member, call them, reach out to them. We have the power within us to serve the Lord and to be the people that the Lord would have us to be. Thank you so very much. I wish you all well, be safe, be careful. I love you. <clears throat> There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one, no, not one. None else could heal all our souls' diseases. No, not one, no, not one. Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one, no, not one. No friend like him is so high and holy. No, not one, no, not one. And yet so friend is so meek and lowly. No, not one, no, not one. Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus.
Jesus. No, not one, no, not one. There's not an hour that he is not near us. No, not one, no, not one. No night so dark, but his love can cheer us. No, not one, no, not one. Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one, no, not one. At this time, at this time, we'll go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Almighty God in heaven, we come before you to give honor and praise to you and to ask petitions of you. We're so thankful that you have given us life and you have given us life eternal through your son, Jesus Christ. And we pray that, that we would not just be sensitive to those dying um, in this world due to accidents and sicknesses and all sorts of other things, but I pray that we would also be sensitive to those people who are dying outside of the salvation of your son, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I pray, Lord, that we would be not afraid to be out in this world, to, to reach out to those lost in the world. And because physical death is not nearly as bad as spiritual death. And Lord, I pray that you do take care of us, heal us, and let us. I pray that your power will always be over us, your comforting spirit will be on us, and, and I pray for this country. I pray, Lord, that um, you remove all the, the bad leadership and give us good leadership so that the violence in our cities is removed and, and we have good godly leaders in each of our cities that promote <clears throat> forgiveness and promote um, love and everything that you want us to be, Lord. And I pray that, I do pray for the, the police in this country, that they are protected from those evil people in this country that would want to hurt them. And, and, 
Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Amen. And, and bless us as we serve you and do your will, Lord. And let us not be afraid, but let us be strong and courageous. Amen. And, and not be afraid. And this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.